Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of any kind or do we just start i think no, you can yeah let's just start right here i mean kind of informal episode zero you want to include this part yeah absolutely <laughs> yes um is that a yes or no question yes yes So, Katie, Jacob, can you tell us who Keep Wake Loud is and maybe give us a little background on what you guys are doing and where you came from? Katie and I came to Waco. We're going on now three years, right? Mm-hmm. And we moved here from uh, Brooklyn, New York. And when we were living in Brooklyn, the ability to walk and go see all, you know, a variety of things was always there. You could see some weird things in you Brooklyn. Could, you could really... <laughs> You can see some very great things. You can see some very weird things. You can see all sorts of great things. And when we made the choice to move back to Texas, it was a conscious choice. We were ready. We were ready to start putting down our roots here. And when we spent our first year, year and a half here, we found ourselves spending most of our time going to Dallas and Austin to see the, you know, the various eclectic things that we like to see we kind of made this conscious effort to start looking around waco because we love waco and fallen in love with it we we moved downtown in this time period and we started looking around and and we did find these little pockets of really cool interesting things and just like little embers of various scenes being held up all over the city i mean honestly that's that was kind of like the first spark of where keep waco came from cool (laughs) So as somebody who's been in Waco all my life, I can tell you that there has been a very vibrant music scene and then there was nothing. You know, Baylor, great college and all that stuff, but Waco didn't have the uh, centrifugal force to keep students here when they weren't going to school. Yep. And so um, I think that a lot of that has changed. If y'all felt that? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the folks that we've been blessed to kind of meet as we've moved here and started the Keep Wake Loud thing, a lot of them came back to the city right around mm-hmm. the same time we returned to the city. There was this want to keep that going, and 
to continue to magnetize the city in a, in a way that brings other like-minded creative folks. So do you think it has a lot to do with the resurgence of Waco and it kind of all happening at the same time? Or do you think that we've just reached a place where people figured out, hey, you're halfway between Austin and Dallas and maybe this should be a thing? Well, I just think that people innately want to have a good time. They want to have fun. They want to go to things that they like. They want to listen to music that they like. They want to hang out with their friends. And a lot of times I think it ended up where, you know, people left. You grew up here and you left or you didn't. You know, you hear people like, yeah, I'm going to Austin this weekend to go see a show or I'm going to Dallas or it's almost this excitement to get out of Waco and go do something. The people have always been here. The music's always been here. It just hasn't been well known that it was here. And half the battle is, A, telling people that, hey, this is going on at this place. And then the other half is getting people to show up. You know, as many people as I've talked to in Waco, a lot of people say Waco has this curse of, like, not showing up. So it's, yeah, it's it's getting people energized. It's getting people excited. It's getting the community on board with supporting people who are maybe not necessarily their genre. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's not what they mm-hmm. listen to in the car or on Spotify mm-hmm. or whatnot. But it's, hey, these people are cool. I like these people. They're my kind of people, and I want to go out and support them in, in their craft and their art. Yeah, I've, I've really noticed that about a lot of your shows, and I've, I've been to several of them, that we cross a lot of genres. It's weird to see the crowd kind of come and go. Absolutely. You know? I mean, there's those that will literally stay for anything. But then there's also those that come and go for the specific bands or whatever. And this curse that you speak of, as far as Waco goes, yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> I mean, I can remember a time when you wouldn't pay three to five bucks to get into a thing. Right. How do you combat that? Well, A, you make it worth whatever the cover right. is to come in. You know, one thing that we've done is for a show recently, we made the cover $10, but you got a beer with it, yeah. you know, and that beer $6. So technically you got in for $4. Sure. Um, and so it, it, it helps the venue, it helps the band, and it helps just get people in the door. You yeah. kind of feel like there's an incentive. And then one thing that has really helped us, I think, is creating those shows that have that variety. You know, you don't pick one genre, because if yep. you pick one genre, mm-hmm. you're going to get one audience and I think one of the coolest moments um, I experienced was a show that we didn't even do it was a garage fest and the closer to this garage fest which is literally what it sounds like it was a bunch of bands that were in a garage and it was hot and it was sweaty or moths there were literally Tracking moths. The lights. Yes, there were a lot of moths. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a light show of yeah, moths. Sure. Uh, great. But the closer was a hip hop act. It was mm. like a full band, keyboards, mm. drums, all this kind of stuff. And there was a mosh pit in the middle of this hip hop act. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and they loved it. And everybody loved it. It was, it was just a, a cool moment of everyone coming together enjoying one thing and also another example is when we did the music the texas music office show Mm -hmm. when we had the Mm -hmm. variety of different genres and i remember doreen who is the uh, person with the waco culture arts fest Mm -hmm. and her loving rewound absolutely loved them like freaked out was like they're the most energetic young boys in the entire world (laughs) and doreen who is amazing just Um, amazing her husband invented Skittles. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, um, her her asking us to try to book that for the Cultural Arts Fest. She said, get me the guys that were jumping up and down like crazy. <laughs> she did. That's, she was like, go, leave now. Get book the guys them. that jump up and down. 
That's fantastic. <laughs> she wanted that energy the on the raw, stage. The raw energy. At mm-hmm. Waco Cultural <clears throat> Arts Fest. Also, mm-hmm. she just thought they were very talented, which they, they are. are. So that brings up a point. Let's talk about maybe some of the bands that you've worked with in the past. Uh, tell me about kind of some of the genres. I mean, we've talked about hip hop and then Rewound. I think for people out there that don't know, they are a very high impact type band. Yep. What would What genre would you put them in? I mean, I would put them um, in uh, the hardcore. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really genre. feel hardcore when you're listening to it. it. Yeah. It really, and then when you talk to them outside of it, they're yeah. like the they're coolest, the sweetest guys. When I saw their performance for the first time, I think it's what energized the creation of Keep Wake Go Loud. We yeah, already tr- had the concept did, at really. that point. We already had the concept. That's um, pretty high praise. Though. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, we saw them and I was like, this is in Waco? We had no idea. We've been here yeah. a year and a half, two years at this point. Yeah. And these young kids jumping up and down, the crowd <laughs> loving it. We had no no idea. They yeah. definitely have a crowd. They yeah. have people that follow them from place to place to place. Yeah, without giving out giving away too much because uh, we are going to be interviewing them soon. They they kind of led us down the path to where we're going. They just led us down this road of meeting all the all these other really really great and talented local Waco musicians. Well, I mean, the, the fact that we saw that show, that show was happenstance that we even found yeah. out about the show. I just so happened to be perusing the Waco subreddit. It's actually very adorable to see this poster now. Yeah. But it was like, it was like a, a Mara who made it. Yeah. And it was a picture of the field that is behind what was old Diggs. It was just oh, a wow. field. And it was like half sky, half grass. And in the very, very thin, probably Comic Sans yellow font, <laughs> it was the list of the bands. And, you know, it was Rewound, um, Knuckleball. I mean, yeah. there was a bunch of these. Like Rad Dragon. Rad Dragon, yeah. I think, yeah, was on there. Sure. It was a great lineup. Now, looking back, it's like, oh, crap. We saw all these, you know, it Trace the Lime. It was a little more of a hardcore show, though, right? Yeah. The original one? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. I think it was more it was all like over the Re- place. Rewound was the most of that kind of uh, genre. But, I mean, I think the Reverbs uh, were also one of the bands. I hate to ask about genres necessarily because, again, you're kind of crossing those borders. When you come into Waco and you go hardcore versus hip-hop scene, (laughs) those are two very different scenes. Yeah, for sure. Right? So how do you combine those two? Well, you think that they might be, but these guys here in Waco are pretty highly marginalized on the music scene because here, for I guess for a very long time, country has reigned supreme. Um, singer-songwriters and there is so much talent here in Waco it's unbelievable and uh, that is just what happens to sell here which which is totally awesome and I think what kind of forged and helped connect the bridges is just the fact that these guys kind of all felt a little pushed aside from the rest of the scene everyone was just uh, very open to the idea of hey let's all get together in the same room let's all push for the same cause let's help restoke the embers of the music scene here in Waco to continue to, to keep it diverse but also when you have smaller groups you know when you start banding together you're, you become a little bit bigger of a group and a bigger <laughs> voice and I think that's one of the cool things about when we met when we got involved with the hip hop scene here because of people like Prescription and stuff who reached mm-hmm. out to us we were able to hear their stories sounded very similar to the stories yeah. of the punk rock guys yeah. mm-hmm. maybe exactly. a little bit different you know different narratives but mm-hmm. pretty much the same story you know then you get places that weren't venues that needed to get people in the door 
okay, well, you know, I, I kind of give this as an example. When you take a place that's already a music venue, they bring in what, what packs the place out. Yep. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's that from a business owner. If sure. I owned a business and if that pays my bills and keeps the doors open, I'm going to keep playing the same kind of music. And I, do, I do not fault that at all. What I think is beautiful is taking spaces that aren't music venues, places like Brotherwell, places that are just spaces that are not music venues, and you make it a music venue by putting yeah. a stage, bringing the sound, place that might have 20 people in it on a Friday night now has 60. And those 60 people are going to be buying beer, buying food, and it just... It it helps the economy. It helps spread the word to that venue that those people, like I remember when Prescription was like, I didn't even know Brotherwell existed. Now he does. Now Very you have things like the, the East Side Market that are going on there. And it's just, it sparks something. Music brings people together. By the way, here's that ad. I think I described it very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paint the picture with your words, Mike. So we are looking at a field with a single bicycle. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Live music art vendors, hot dogs, and cold drinks. Yeah. Some good dogs. So Fantastic. this lineup is that. actually like... That's a lot of those I, folks, yeah. I would love... Like, mm -hmm. I w this would be a... This is a killer... What a does say? Five bucks? Five bucks to get yeah. in. The bullies <laughs> into the field. The bullies are so good. They really oh my are. god, they're this three piece and they're they, from they're from Waco. They are, but they live in Austin now. Yeah, they're three. They're the siblings. The tropical force was not strong enough to keep them here. Maybe maybe they'll come back. That's yeah. kind of what come I'm back, talking bullies. about. So so one of the things that I I have been a, a live music fan my entire life. Since right? the 50s, I, right? Yeah, since the 50s, <laughs> since the early 50s. I have been to probably two, 300 shows, you know, in my life. And, and I've been to big shows, I've been to small shows. And I am a big fan of small shows now because I can find stuff that nobody else is listening to. Or I can find stuff that, again, yeah. that marginalized kind of attitude. It's almost like high school. Sure. You know, yeah. the, you got... You got the stoners, you got the hip hoppers, you got the this or that. And if they all got together, you know, they could overtake the it's school. Like the breakfast club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot like the breakfast club. Well, it's, it's one of those things, that, and, and this is, and I don't want to get political, but I remember hearing this. If you want this, all you got to do is vote mm -hmm. for it. You mm -hmm. get enough people. And if you get enough people who want something and you're loud enough about it, you will get it done. Money talks, people yeah. talks, groups talk. If you get enough people saying, this is what we want, you can get it as long as yeah. it's legal. That's what I want. I want what Keep Waco Loud is, is I want to be loud enough to where the smaller voices don't get drowned out. You mm -hmm. know, the smaller genres, but I want all genres. I mean, you, yeah. the other day we did the downtown Waco yeah. music scene and it was mm -hmm. the, you know, we had uh, Josh Barnard and it was a beautiful mm -hmm. acoustic country set yeah. and that's I love that cool, small, intimate setting. Just giving really cool Wacoans a voice is what I'm about. Keep Wake Loud is not just about music either. No. Tell me uh, what other types of entertainment we're talking about. Well, we were very lucky very, very early on in the formation of Keep Wake Loud to meet some really great comedians, one being Terry Blues. And we realized that there is also a very marginalized comedy scene here in Waco. And I think that comedy really lends itself to Keep Waco Loud and the music scene and stuff as well mm -hmm. is because comedy is also one of those things that, you know, you might want to snuff it out because co comedy is like the rawest form Truth of... Truth to power. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the rawest form of people's opinions, you know? It's it's not really necessarily what people want to hear, but there's a lot of truth to it. And it, it's raw, it's edgy, mm -hmm. you know, it's it, it borderlines a little vulgar 
sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody mm-hmm. wants to listen to a bunch of clean comedy. It's sort of, well, your, your, <laughs> your question is leading us down the road to kind of the forging of probably my favorite thing that we do. Uh, which is our open mic yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Classy Glass, which is the rawest, most purest platform where anyone can go up there and do anything. Literally So anything. tell people that aren't in Waco what Classy Glass is and what your open mic's about. So Classy Glass is this small wine bar downtown Waco, right on Austin Avenue. They were so open to us coming and doing an open mic there. And when we said we want to do an open mic, we weren't we weren't looking to just do music. And it took mm-hmm. a while. I would say it took three months. Like, it was popular right off the bat. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly popular with different music genres. Where, like, we had the hip-hop guys coming in and uh, acoustic and just all over the place. But Which kind of forced us to kind of figure out the best way to present that to the people watching, which we had to, like, individually every show produced the show yeah based on who was coming mm-hmm. in we which didn't was do really it cool, actually yeah we didn't do it in order like when you come in yeah. the first person who signs up is not the first person who no. performs and we tell people that when it's their first time we try to stack it in a way that all right let's do a music act and then uh terry who hosts it terry blues um he hosts it you know he would do some comedy and then we'd have music and then maybe have a poet mm-hmm. and then you stack it in a way that you keep it you know you Just keep it like going a, and you keep people engaged a legitimately on the fly show and you don't know what's going to happen and every show is completely different and it's glorious it is and every every week every week as i'm sitting in the chair completely different show every week at 7 15 and we only have like two or three people signed up i'm like this is it this is the end <laughs> <laughs> open mic night's dead yeah. people don't like us anymore and i'm then gonna at go 7, home 15, they cry all myself just... to sleep and then Everyone shows up. Jacob keeps just... saying we need to move it to 7.15. I'm like, no, then they'll show up at 7.30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you no, got to keep no, it No, you're absolutely seven. right. Yeah. It's Waco, yeah. you know? Yeah. People never, are late. There's yeah. never been a dull show. The slowest show was was the first day after uh, Daylight, Daylight Savings. Savings is dark. It got dark yeah. at like 5 yeah. p.m. Yeah. And it was cold. And I think mm. that was our slowest night. I think we ended at around 8.30, 8.45. And that's still, everybody was like, yeah, this makes sense. It sucks outside. Right. So do you think that that show has helped you become like a better producer? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're talking about on the fly, you know, and that sort of thing. And it being a different show every week, I would assume that that builds some real chops as far as being ready for just about anything. For yeah. sure. I mean, and honestly, Katie and I, our jobs kind of demand this of us anyways. You're talking real world. Yeah, real real world. Jobs. Not the world of the Keep Wake Loud. I'm yeah. not going to talk. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Let's go back to the Keep Wake Loud world. Um <laughs> Well, it, it just, it keeps us on our toes. Yeah. You know, the, the open mic has kept us on our toes. It's also introduced us to, we've made some really good friends through mm-hmm. the open mic. I mean, we met mm-hmm. Tyler. We met um, you know Tyler Rambo, who you will meet in podcasts to come, and all kinds of good comedians who we've booked then for comedy stand-up sure. shows. Sure. Tell me about uh, the effort to make Waco a music-friendly city. There are several music-friendly cities in the state of Texas. One is Austin. Uh, another is Denton. There are several others. There Fort Worth. Fort, Fort Worth is a music-friendly city. That makes sense. And these cities get the assistance of uh, the state of Texas to help keep these musicians and artists continuing to do what they do, the whole starving artist thing. Mm. Uh, this is a reality. And... And also the reality is that these musicians, these artists, are a lot of the reasons why people are coming to the cities. So the right. uh, state of Texas is hyper aware of this. 
I'm going to tell you a secret about yeah. the uh, music-friendly designation. It is, in and of itself, a glorified participation trophy. I mean, it is. It, it, it's, a, it's just like saying that you're a movie-friendly city. Right. You know, it, it basically is just a big, pretty stamp that you can put on that says performers are welcome here. However, there are rules Things that you have, mm. things you have to follow every year. There's a census that we have to put together. There's all these different layers that you have to meet, and you have to prove that you're continuing to meet them. You can't just meet them once and you get the designation, and that's good for life. So it's it's it, in theory you can lose it, but what I think is important is what it says to the people here in Waco. It says a your city cares. B there are organizations that are being put in place to support you. There are organizations that are being put in place to help you thrive and become a professional musician. Not only just musician, but audio engineers and producers and promoters and bookers and venues and all the other things that are part of the music industry as mm -hmm. a whole. Um, I would for, think that's almost more important than the artists sometimes. I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if there's not a place for the people to play, you know, a fun fact, busking is illegal in the city of Waco. So if you don't have an... If you don't have a venue, where are you going to play? You know, like Austin has a really great um, program for uh, insurance for mm -hmm. musicians, uh, yeah. kind of like a freelancers type yeah. insurance program. It's good for everyone. You know, it just makes people feel good. A music friendly designation works like a beacon for musicians. Oh my. Yeah. Travis, could you say that in your voice? Uh, so the way that I would describe the um, the designation as a music friendly city, essentially that our city has the infrastructure to provide for their career goals. Absolutely. So if it's sort of like if you if you wanted to be a pilot, you would need to go to a place where there was you know Plants. an airport, right? <laughs> if you want to be a musician, you need to go to a place that offers the support that you need to yeah. be a professional musician, and that that designation is the state recognizing that your city has that. And so in, 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 in that way, it works like a beacon to musicians to say, hey, this is a place where I can go so that I can be the person that I feel like I am meant to be. Absolutely. I would say that Keep Waco Loud has been successful. So why are we doing a podcast now? I have a lot to say. And yeah. I've met really cool people. And I've seen some really cool bands. And I've talked to really cool people and had really cool conversations. I just said really cool a lot. Yeah, because it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I've met and talked to so many interesting people here in Waco. And I feel like those conversations should be heard. Getting people in the room together, getting those uh, two different genres and having a conversation. Mm. Or, you know, let's discuss why things got the way they were. And mm -hmm. why let's discuss where things are going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, let's start the conversation because we put on a lot of shows and we have social media and all those kind of things but those are shows and that's social mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. you know people have this much of a, a attention span. span and at a show if you're not got a guy playing up there you're going to be outside mm -hmm. so this is an opportunity for people who do want to listen let's talk do you think that there is uh, kind of an intimacy that comes from these type conversations sure yeah okay absolutely, absolutely. i mean i'm not a front person you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to sing and dance on a stage because that's just not me. But I do feel like I have something that I want to talk to people about. And I sure. and, and I have passions and I have things that are important to me. And I feel like it's important to let people know what's going on here in Waco. Yeah, definitely second that about the Waco part and everything else that she said. Um, <laughs> uh, we just 
want to continue to talk about these things that maybe people still don't know is going on in Waco. Yeah. I mean, this is a big city. We've got like 250,000 people. But also Waco has a reputation outside of Waco. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. You know, th- we have so many friends who, when we move to Waco, the first thing they say is why? Sure. You know, why are you moving to Waco? Sure. And then you have people who live in Austin and Dallas and Fort Worth and all these other places in Texas. And they're, the con- the general consensus is that Waco sucks. Sure. You know, and it doesn't suck. There's yeah. some really cool stuff happening here. Yeah. And honestly, that's why I want to start a podcast. Podcast because I want people to know that Waco is a really cool, thriving place. And I am a very strong believer that if the tornado of 1950, blah, 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 <laughs> had not happened, this city would be very big. I think sure. it'd be a major city, you know? Okay. So we've been rebuilding. You know, we've had some things happen in the past, you know? There's a few things. There's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go into them. I like the attitude of let's be popular for something else. Let's please. Let's be known for something else. Let's be yeah. known for having a cool downtown and a cool yeah. live music yeah. scene and, yeah. you know, cool markets over on the east side. And when we live downtown, being able to walk outside your door and go to a few different bars and mm. see a few different things and go to an art gallery and go have a glass of wine. There are nights where you're walking around and it's like, this feels like Brooklyn again. It feels cool to be able to, to see all these interesting things happening in, in a small radius. And yeah, you, you said the thing about logistically Waco is in between Dallas and Austin. Simply because of that fact, Waco needs to continue to be a something. Just needs to keep on climbing. What I've seen from Keep Waco Loud, I'm, I'm very proud of to be anywhere near, you know, I've told you guys before, I'm just happy to be in the room. <laughs> And so um, I'm proud of you guys, and I'm proud of being involved in this. Having said that, short answer, what's in the future? Content. (laughs) 2020 is going to be the year of content. That's what I want to put out. More tangible things. That's what I want. Yeah, more fine handcrafted events. Things to do. Very specific, keep Waco loud, stamped events. Bespoke mode. Bespoke mode. Bespoke mode. Love it. All right, so we start when? January 2020. January 2020, which is, uh, as we're recording this, it's only a month away. It's a handful, handful Which is a little frightening. Away. When I w- when we're, we're scheduling the first episodes right now, when yeah. I was looking at the calendar, I was like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun month. Content, content, content. Content All right. 2020. Content 2020. Bespoke mode. <laughs> Hashtag Katie said it. All right. That's it? Yeah, that's we it. Good? Let's go. Okay. See you later. Keep Waco Loud, the podcast, is produced by Oni Chan Productions. Our theme music is by Fish Hands. If you like what you hear, you should check them out on Bandcamp. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, and if you really like us, give us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or check out our website, where you can buy merch or even see some local events coming up. Thanks again for tuning in.